0: Is it really surprising that the most powerful man in the world should be a figure of controversy?
1: We as a population on this planet have been looking for a savior. We're talking about a <clears throat> being whose very existence they are not telling us the truth. challenges our own sense of priority in the universe. Human beings have a horrible track record of Tragedy. following people with great power.
0: Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely chaos.
1: Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right no, we thing. We know better now, don't you we? Devils don't come from hell beneath they us. They brought their warrior. No, they come from the sky. The world has been so caught
0: up with what he can do that no one has asked what he should do. Go on, go on, go on, go on.
1: That's how it starts, the fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness
0: that turns good men cruel. This is Timmy Time and the Batfan Revolution podcast. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Um, this is episode number 70. 80, three, <laughs> 70 80, yes. <laughs> 83.
1: 7080,
0: uh, yes. 83. This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network.
1: Actually, we're on oh, episode 81.
0: Did I get the stuff right? The, the, I mean, in, in time? You then? got
1: everything in time except the correct episode okay. number. So I'll give you a pass, though. <laughs>
0: all right, all right. Because. Man, it's it. It's kind of like walking on a tightrope yeah. <laughs> uh, between two buildings because it's like I don't know. It's, it's like I forget what to say at, at like the last last second, right before my mouth opens.
1: Yeah, when you're right there at the end, <laughs> yeah. and Then you look down, you're all like, "Oh shoot, did I forget to say that?" And then you think you're gonna fall, but then you make it just at the very end. So <laughs>
0: yep. So it's another one in the bag. Yeah. I guess I caught myself lucky, but um it's good to have you back tim yeah, uh we certainly all missed you uh but you're just having too much fun without us weren't you tim
1: i think it's safe to say that i was but it's good to be back and i gotta give thanks to mark for filling in for me on the last episode you did a great job so
0: yes he did
1: but i will um, look forward to chatting with him on a future episode where i'm there because it sounds like you guys had some fun discussions that while I was having fun, wish I could have been a part of. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Mark, uh, he he talks a lot, which is a good thing for a podcast. Yeah. I'm, not a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, yeah, he talks a lot. So um, yeah, he's a really good uh, guest host, you know.
1: Yeah, he did a great job. So hats off to you, Mark.
0: So why didn't you join us the last episode, Tim? I'm curious as to why.
1: Well, it's been almost a month since I was on the last one with the lock. The, the last episode I wasn't on—that was actually for a religious event that I had. But
0: oh, right, right. The uh, uh, what was the, it? The memorial uh, of Jesus Christ's death. Oh yeah, Good Friday, right?
1: Uh, we don't call it that, but <laughs>
0: oh, oh, what is it called?
1: That's what it is. It's, it's referred to as the memorial of Jesus Christ's death. So,
0: so, so what? What's Easter then? Is it just Easter? So, or is Easter,
1: Easter is. Easter, well, at least what they say is it's supposed to do with the resurrection of Jesus, but even then, the whole Easter holiday is filled with other like stuff that almost, has, pretty much, has nothing to do with that. So we don't refer to it as yeah. Easter either. But
0: so, so what, so what is it referred to as?
1: As far as what Easter or what?
0: Yeah, Easter Day, the su- Easter Sunday. That that day, what is it referred to as?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like the word. There's like other. Like a history with the actual holiday that goes into like pagan like uh, like rituals or like holidays that they like celebrate, but then like this got incorporated somehow through the with Jesus Christ's resurrection. But in reality, the that holiday doesn't necessarily have too much to do with it. But so <laughs> oh. oh, I thought
0: I, I thought it was it was both days. I didn't know it was just one day. Uh, the the Friday.
1: Yeah, well, it's not actually on every Friday. It changes every year because of the old Jewish calendar that we go by as far as the date of oh. his actual death. So it, it changes almost every year as far as what day it's like it falls on. Like a, It could be on a Sunday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday. Oh, man, if it's on a Monday, man. <laughs> oh, it's like you get, you get off of work and, you know, all you want to do
0: is just, you know, I don't know, do whatever, watch some T V or something, and then you gotta go to church or whatever.
1: Yeah, I if I remember correctly, I think back in two thousand seven it was on a Monday. I remember it was like opening day of baseball. Opening days are usually on Mondays, so <laughs> that's what I remember about that one. Oh
0: that's Oh man, I <laughs> it's on <all> Monday. <laughs> it's like uh you just got done with the weekend, your weekend is over, you gotta wait another five days, hard days. Yeah. <laughs> And then you gotta go to church after that I mean, I mean do do they make it at least fun I mean is it is it fun for you for you no,
1: it's not it's not like it's supposed to be a fun event or anything so,
0: is there food there
1: no I mean you oh. observe you know with the lord's evening meal where they had the last supper where like the wine and the bread yeah it's where like you we observe it where where they have those emblems on there the bread and the wine and they just pass it around to observe that but
0: Oh, so, so that's provided then.
1: Yeah, but you don't eat it though. <laughs> what? Yeah. They could probably do a whole podcast of explaining all that to you as far as the, how it goes and how uh, there are those who do partake of it. But that would go so, on a whole other topic. <laughs>
0: so, so what if it's on a Monday, right? Uh, like 2007 or whenever it was. Let's say you're really hungry. <laughs> like you're super hungry. And you didn't have time to eat anything before you left. For church, um, and you get there and they give you the piece of bread. Can you eat it? No, Beca- because like you're really, really hungry. <laughs>
1: no, you will uh, not eat it. No. Dang it, uh, Dane.
0: <laughs> you know, I gotta say, you know, I'm not a very, uh, I'm not religious at all, uh, but you know, the, the the customs and the traditions of the Jehovah's Witness really fascinate me in the sense that it's it's kind of like now i don't i don't mean this I, I don't mean to sound offensive but it's it's unusual no
1: yeah i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right there's some stuff we, i mean a lot of the stuff that we do and observe or even for instance don't observe such like holidays it is it can be viewed as unusual for some people
0: yeah yeah well i mean i'm i'm not saying that in a you know, a negative way, but I find it unusual and interesting that, uh, um, you, you guys are given bread, but you can't eat the bread. So, so you just have the bread in your hand.
1: It's on, it's, on, it's on a plate. And then like, they just pass the plate along to everyone. Like, person you sit by you, you like look at it and then you just pass it on to the next person like goes down the line
0: oh so so you don't actually take a slice
1: no no it's on it's on like if there's a few slices of it on on the plate wow
0: wow <laughs> okay well that's our jove's witness uh thing
1: uh, yeah. um, corbin will know what i'm talking about <laughs> uh, okay oh,
0: yeah yeah he's he's jove's yeah. witness too right yeah 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 oh
1: Anytime you have questions, Zane, I'm always here to answer them.
0: <laughs> yeah, what's what's that booklet uh, that they pass around called? Like the Watchtower? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, oh, like that's our
1: publication. There's it? the Watchtower, and we have several publications. But that's the main one we go door to door. It's usually the Watchtower and the Awake magazine. How,
0: how does how does the church afford all those booklets?
1: It's all like on a donation base. Like, the, yeah, that's what I figured.
0: Wow, that's what that's like a lot of
1: money, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean you you have to make like all those booklets and then I mean the guys that walk around and hand them out they're not paid right? No. Mm-hmm. It's just like a volunteer kind mm-hmm. of
1: thing. Yeah. Well, it's cool though that I mean we're getting into the digital age so a lot of the stuff they're trying to push is going digitally now. So No, oh, you can get an email
0: of that of the book?
1: No, they have like pub they have a, we have an app that where like a lot of not every single publication but a lot of them are just on the app that you can just view on there and like download it if you want. Oh really? Mm-hmm.
0: Is is the, the like every Bible? I, I'm not I'm not just talking about the Jove's witness. I'm talking about the Christian, the uh, Catholic, and the did the Jewish Bible. It's mainly is a, it like
1: it's mainly our version of the Bible on there, but there are references. Yeah. where you can like for certain scriptures look up like other.
0: Oh no no no! I meant like, is there like an app like a Bible app? That for like every religion?
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't checked that out. <laughs> oh. I'm sure there is. I mean, I would think there would be.
0: Now you see, I'm curious about <laughs> Bible apps. <Yeah. laughs> Man, that must really kill like Bible makers. It's right.
1: It sure is convenient, though. I have to say. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, because you don't have to pull out the book. Find the first. It's find the so, book.
1: It's so easy. Yeah. yeah, when you look up a scripture, yeah. click the book, the number, and there you are. <laughs> oh.
0: You know, that's actually really smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's our Jehovah's Witness talk for this episode. <laughs> uh, I that's wonder how many time.
1: people tuning in for the first time were <laughs> anticipating some religious uh, discussions.
0: Oh, man, if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, but this podcast is pretty much about us. So
1: Yeah, us <laughs> so in that. our daily lives. Yeah. <laughs> religious phase, <laughs> work phase, <laughs> entertainment phase.
0: And a little bit of Batman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just a little... Um,
0: yeah, so so before we get to uh, your time at celebration, Tim, because that's where that that's where you were. T- the Tim other reason so,
1: why we didn't have an episode last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim was at celebration, having a good time, which means, which means he he loves Star Wars more than he loves you, Alex. So <laughs> you might want to take that into consideration the next time you email the show. But um, you look like the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm just jealous. And hurt, that's why, that I didn't get to go to Celebration. So I'm just throwing you right okay. in. No, I'm not, I'm not throwing you at the bus,
1: dude.
0: I'm hitting you with the bus. Dude, and that, the
1: that makes you feel any better. I got sick the day after, and I've been sick all week. I, a lot of people from Celebration that I knew who went got sick like the day after. <laughs> well, well,
0: you're shaking everybody's hand, yeah, right? I'm sure.
1: Eating without washing my hand, which I hate to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Same here, man. So sometimes, like... I'm almost tempted to use my napkin and eat with that.
1: Well, like the second day I made sure I brought hand sanitizer, but it was probably too late. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you're probably probably already infected with uh Star Wars celebration sickness. Yep.
1: <laughs> Post celebration germs.
0: Uh yeah. So before we get to uh an in-depth review of celebration, Tim, uh let's do our uh Dark Hand Rises minute by minute commentary stuff thing that we do every episode. Because nobody else is doing it and we're diehard Batman fans. Yes, so, this proves it. <laughs> this, this proves it. So we're going from minute 35 to 36. So just queue up your, your beta tape, your projector, your HD, DVD, your uh, VHS tape, your. Um, laser disc. Laser disc. Laser disc.
1: VCD. Um, <laughs> Remember those?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. VCD. Um, is that it?
1: I think we got all the vi- video stuff covered. Unless you want to go like your vinyl copy, your audio cassette copy, which you can just listen to the audio of the Dark Knight Rises.
0: No, what you do is you um you use your projector, but the pro- projectors don't have speakers, so what you do is you play the soundtrack. Like like it's it's the film and the film soundtrack as in the people talking. Yeah. So you gotta cue it exactly. <laughs> That I don't know if that's a thing. but
1: Talk about the project that would be just to get all that set up.
0: I know, it's almost not even worth yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so um, just, just queue up your, your media to minute 35 and I'm going to give them the countdown. Man, that was hard to say. <laughs> got to I got through it. Um, so, Tim, are you ready? Let's do it. Alright, 3, 2, 1 hit play.
1: And we're still and on it's, the dancing number.
0: Yeah, this is like three episodes in
1: here. <laughs> we knew this was going to be a long one. I think yeah. we're waiting to see if it would be as long as Bruce and uh, John Blake talking in his living room.
0: How many episodes was that?
1: I want to say like four or five.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: I like how we just cut to a shot of someone cracking open yeah. crabs. <laughs> Crab <legs. laughs>
0: Here's the part from the trailer.
1: Yep. Probably one of the first lines of dialogue that we heard from the movie.
0: Or from Selena. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because in the first teaser, we had Gordon
0: So did you notice um, Selena was wearing the the pool necklace?
1: Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I guess I was the only one. (laughs) Uh, The perfect part to stop on.
0: They're kissing. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so, so that's our minute by minute commentary, and um, how many episodes do we have left to do this? I mean, uh,
1: oh, well, I know Mike gave so, us the breakdown, yeah, a few yeah, emails ago, but it, let's just say it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: gonna be a lot, yeah. like over two hundred.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Tim, why don't you tell us about your your time at um celebration? Um, and don't forget to mention that you were on a panel, yeah. which really surprised me. And I watched it, and you didn't embarrass yourself, Tim, so that's good. No, oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was hoping that I wouldn't embarrass myself. <laughs> but when you're talking Star Wars, it's hard not to get excited and just go with it and say whatever's coming to your mind, because <laughs> it's just so much fun. Yeah, the celebration was amazing. This was my first one and there was no reason for me not to go because it was like a half hour away from where I lived <laughs> so it would be crazy not to but boy man what a celebration to go to for Be My First man what a way to kick it off the teaser trailer man oh. <laughs> I don't know about you but I'm still in shock from <laughs> that trailer it was so awesome just to be yeah. there with a room full of enthusiastic fans and hearing the reaction that just added so much to it oh, it was so good
0: yeah, you see, maybe I had to be there to really dig it, but like people on the on on Twitter were really liking it, but I think I liked the teaser better. Wow, really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't they, they don't show anything essentially, but um it's just the way it's edited and uh the music and the voiceover and things like that, but um yeah, like you said, it this one was a good trailer, too. I mean i am not saying this was terrible, and uh the movie sucks now <laughs> but but yeah, um, I think I liked the first teaser trailer better than this one uh but yeah i I loved it like like that opening shot of um uh the uh, star destroyer
1: yeah. buried
0: in the sand that it obviously crashed. And I was surprised we're not on Tatooine.
1: No, that was a big shock. I mean, yeah. I've been one of the people who just could say, "Well, it's got to be Tatooine. It's a dead planet. It's in Star Wars. It's Tatooine. Like, why wouldn't it be?" But yeah. I think
0: everybody was saying that because No, there was I a mean, few people who thought,
1: "No, this is a new planet." I mean, you don't see the twin suns anywhere in any of the, the first yeah. teaser. It was like I was, "No, I got to eat my words now." They're like, "No, you're crazy. <laughs> it's Tatooine. What else is it going to be?"
0: Yeah, but like how, how can you show off a Tatooine-esque planet and not have it be I
1: know, I mean, I'm curious, JJ kind of said, well, you'll, like, later on know why we decided to make this a new planet, so I'm curious to see. Mm. But what's going to be cool, though, is when they had announced the Star Wars Battlefront, there's going to be DLC where you play, the planet's called Jakku, and they're going to have DLC that's called the Battle of Jakku, where you're going to play, like, why the, the battle that happened, why well, there's a Star Destroyer down on the planet and all these, like, down ships and stuff. So that's going to be really cool to play that and then go see the movie and see the aftermath of the battle that you just played. So I think that's a pretty cool marketing tie-in that they're doing with it. Yeah,
0: and the storm But I will say, too.
1: too, I mean, going back to the trailer, I mean, it's interesting that you said you didn't I mean, not that you didn't like it, but you thought the first teaser was better. I mean, this one just hit all the right beats for me just after we see that amazing opening shot. Then you hear the monologue from Luke. I mean, it's it's really similar to what he says in Return of the Jedi, but it's it's new dialogue, not new dialogue, but new recording of him doing that dialogue. And that, man, that just gave me goosebumps hearing that and then seeing those shots of Vader's destroyed helmet. And then you see what I'm assuming to be Luke um, putting his hand on R2. And then you see a new character what it looks like to be an alien handing uh, Princess Leia Anakin and Luke's lightsaber and Luke is saying like my father had it I have it my sister has it and you have that power too I mean oh that was so cool I just love how that sequence was edited together I think maybe not my favorite shot is in any of those sequences but that's my favorite sequence of the trailer of the trailer luke uh, saying that dialogue and then seeing those images oh it was so cool and then the music that went with it yeah it's getting chills just talking about it again <laughs>
0: <laughs> um i have to bring up the stormtroopers because i like the new costume mm-hmm. and um uh, it's a brief shot but you see the i'm guessing that's the republic flag
1: it's a brand or a banner. It's a brand new banner and they're actually going to be referred yeah. to as uh, the First Order, they're not being referred to as the Empire.
0: Oh, I see,
1: I see. Yeah, that that impressed me. I I can't wait to see that. So, yeah, it was such a cool shot and I love the chrome trooper, which the rumor name is Captain Phasma, but that character looks so cool. I love how the trooper armor looks and like Chrome material, and then the fact that it has a cloak and a cape—I <laughs> think that just yeah. looks so cool on a on a trooper armor. That might be my favorite single shot of the trailer, with the chrome trooper just walking down that hallway. Oh, it looks so cool!
0: And um, Kylo Ren ripping off our, uh ribbon, yeah, <laughs> with the mask—it's
1: a cool look, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean it is. Yeah, I mean any Sith with a mask on is is awesome. I just like that um,
1: environment. That, I mean. Uh,
0: where is he I mean what where is he
1: <laughs> going by the rumors and stuff I reports that I've heard I'm pretty sure that's on Jakuba it's not 100% but him and the stormtroopers yeah. are like laying waste to a village and they're look, either looking for someone or looking for something and they're not getting it so they like to destroy this village because then if you pause that scene in the trailer where he turns around and you like does a force push to the screen you can yeah. see some people in the background that look to be gathered up and there's troopers there like standing like by them like either they're going to be captured or executed or something but it looks like they're going to be doing some damage to like a local village on that planet
0: and you th- you still think that that's uh Adam Driver Yeah
1: I mean th- yeah they didn't reveal that at all but I'm pretty much like 99% for sure that's going to be Adam Driver
0: I don't know I don't I don't know if I don't
1: know if that's him, Tim. <laughs> sorry. But there's not too doubts, many other people but... who's it going to be. Is it going to be him, uh, Andy Serkis, or Donald Gleeson? <laughs> Those like the three main, other main actors they announced who they haven't officially revealed who they're playing yet.
0: Andy Serkis.
1: See, I think Andy Serkis is like the Palpatine of this new trilogy where he's kind of behind oh, the scenes.
0: I see, I see. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that and then, I mean, how can we not mention the final shot of that trailer? The haunted Chewy get, man. I wish you could have been in the room when that happened Not even when they popped up on screen But when you just heard the words Chewy And then it popped up saying we're home And then oh man the place went nuts (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) (laughs) believable. Uh, I, I usually don't get crazy and scream and all that when the stuff, cool stuff like that happens. I just give like real loud, thunderous applause and like stand up. But it was kind of hard not to get excited <laughs> when you saw that. Jeez, everyone went nuts. It was, I mean, I think it's the perfect way to end the trailer. It's just perfect. Yeah. To get everyone's excited already by the cool new stuff we're seeing with the new characters, but then to end it on the familiar note of seeing Han and Chewie. Oh, it was so good. <laughs>
0: yeah and harrison ford actually smiling
1: yeah which is yeah. rare
0: <laughs> or a cracking in a smile i should say
1: And he looks great still as han solo man. i mean
0: yeah yeah he does it's like he he looks like he aged correctly yeah <laughs> i mean if you take han from uh you know any of the original trilogy movies and you you look at that one still or whatever it looks like he aged appropriately.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, it was great. That I mean, that's that was just the first panel, the first day of celebration. <laughs> really yeah. set the bar really high. But there was a lot of other cool stuff. I mean, being a big Clone Wars fan, there was two cool really Clone Wars panels where one where Dave Filoni showed off some uh, unused, like never not finished story stuff. They had like concept art and then actually some of like the um, animatics of like unfinished animation just to kind of give us a preview of what was going to happen, man, we would have gotten some cool stuff. (laughs) We would have gotten another arc with Ahsoka, but we got some cool new Boba Fett stuff, which would have been really cool of him actually in his Mandalorian armor. They had like some unfinished animation of that, where him and a group of bounty hunters were fighting Dooku, and that was really cool to see him in that Boba Fett armor that we know and love. But just not quite finished yet. So that panel was kind of like really cool and depressing at the same time (laughs) because it's awesome. We get to see it, but again, we're not going to see it finished, unfortunately, but they did show us, um, a four-episode arc called The Bad Batch, which was in the unfinished animation, but it had full uh, recorded voice acting by all the main actors. So it felt like you were watching a new episode. I mean, yeah, it wasn't finished, but the story was good, and the voice acting was what really kept you immersed into it, so you're not thinking to yourself, oh, this is unfinished, I can't get into it. It was a really cool clone-centric arc, which a lot of great action scenes in there, which if they finished fully, it probably would have been some of the best of the series. A lot of cool stuff in that. But... The, probably the other big highlight of Celebration after the Force Awakens teaser was, I would say, the Rebels stuff, because, Dane, I know you haven't been the biggest Rebels fan, and I don't know if you ever saw the season finale episode yet, but... Yeah,
0: but I know Spoiler alert, Ahsoka's yeah. in it.
1: <laughs> but man, seeing first off, seeing the trailer for season two, they showed a lot of Vader. <laughs> it was awesome. And then the part that brought the house down was that Captain Rex and the clones are coming back, and we see them uh, as older-age clones since they have the growth acceleration. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was about to say, are they in their, like, their 50s like or 60s? 60s? Yeah, you, yeah.
1: See, you see Rex with a gray beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really cool that they're bringing them back. But, man, later that night, though, we had the Scylla Season 2 premiere. It was fantastic, man. It was, mm. It's like we're seeing new Vader that we haven't seen I mean, Revenge of the Sith, yeah, but he was in it for just, like, the last three minutes or so. But we're seeing, like, full-on Vader in action for the first time since Return of the Jedi, voiced by James Earl Jones. and It was fantastic. <laughs> Vader did not disappoint when he went up against the characters, and seeing him fly his TIE advanced fighter, I mean, he, he was showing why Anakin Skywalker is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. He was doing some cool stuff, and that moment uh, where him and Ahsoka don't meet just yet, but they get revealed to each other and that was pretty intense it was a great moment of the episode so Well, oh, that's all in the first episode the first two episodes they showed us the first two yeah sorry so yeah. dane i highly recommend when they premiere you got to check those out
0: <laughs> okay i will just as long as it gets more serious and it's not you know that kid chasing around that that droid
1: yeah. or whatever yeah, these two episodes did not have that. It was okay. Things are getting more serious, yeah, that's for sure.
0: First thing, remember in the Clone Wars when they would occasionally have a droid arc? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, none of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's moving into a great direction. and I can't wait for the rest. It was awesome. Mm. So yeah, I would say Force Awakens and the Rebel stuff, those are my two favorites. And then on Sunday was a cool day because we went to the Rogue One panel, which... Well, before I was like, "What are we gonna get here? This movie's not coming out until Christmas 2016." But we actually got a teaser trailer, <laughs> which was pretty cool, and it was kind of exclusive to those who were there because there's this whole legal thing that's going on with the Mission Impossible movie. It's called Rogue Something. I don't remember what though. But Rogue Mission? Maybe. But then, but hold on, I gotta, I gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Disney and Lucasfilm—they yeah. can't use the word "rogue" in like promotions or like saying the movie title at all until this mission Impossible movie comes out. So that's why I think they didn't stream the panel and they don't have the trailer online just yet, but it was really cool. I mean, they, they didn't start filming yet. So they had to have, didn't really have any footage, but they just put something together. That's where like you're have this overview of a forest planet that kind of reminds me of something from Jurassic park <laughs> as the pan yeah. camera pans up you see a TIE fighter fly by, and then out in the distance in the sky of the planet, you see the Death Star. <laughs> and this, uh, talk about another moment that got the crowd really hyped up. <laughs> and then you get the reveal that the movie is going to be about a group of, like, resistant fighters trying to steal the Death Star plans. And they're going to have to rely on themselves and without any help from Jedi, because they really stress the point. This movie's going to have no Jedi, no Force, and no, like, Force-sensitive people to help these soldiers out. They're all on their own, and it sounds really cool. It's going to be some a Star Wars movie we haven't seen before. Like, they s- described it as a war movie and kind of like a realistic war movie, but, I mean, you don't want to use the word realistic too much when you're referring to Star Wars because, you know, it's Star Wars, but it's probably going to be used, like one of the more realistic takes on, like, war, I think, we're going to see in a Star Wars movie. And it's
0: gotta, uh, so it's going you know, like, to be more of a war movie.
1: Though. They got a lot of people from, like, uh who worked on recent war movies like Black Hawk Down, Zero Dark Thirty, those type of like type yeah. of movies, so it's going to have that kind of gritty feel to it also.
0: Yeah, That's good. Um the the Mission Impossible movie is called Rogue Nation. Okay. Yeah, and uh it was uh set uh for a December 25th, 2015 release. Um but they pushed it back to, or they pushed the release date forward to July 31st of this year uh, because of The Force Awakens and the James Bond film Spectre. Yeah,
1: man, we got killed. <laughs> so I'm guessing we'll probably, they'll probably release that Rogue One teaser when The Force Awakens comes out. They'll probably just throw it in front of that.
0: What well, you said it's pretty much just uh like a art piece, mm. like they're focusing on like a piece of art and speaking of pieces of art uh, about pieces of art um we were talking about this the star destroyer earlier uh, buried in the sand that looked like a like a background or like a uh, ralph Macquarie painting mm.
1: yeah do you know if that was or if that was i don't think so kind of digitally created i'm pretty sure it's digitally i mean as much as people mm. are want to or Believe that this movie is not going to have any CG effects. I mean, there are going to yeah. be CG stuff in there, and I think that was probably one of them. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they did go the old school route. <laughs> That'd be crazy if they did, but not 100% sure.
0: How come Tom Cruise is hanging out of an airplane?
1: <laughs> that's like the big selling point, I think, of that movie. <laughs> really? That's what everyone talked about when the trailer came out. But is that, oh, there's isn't a that like a poster too?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the poster, that's why. There's a trailer for it.
1: Yeah, it came out like a while ago, like a month ago, I think.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, but... Well, let me see if I can... Or you you can keep talking about (laughs) Celebration. I didn't know you were such a big Mission Mission
1: Impossible fan.
0: Well, I liked the last one. last one was good.
1: I haven't seen any since the first one, which is almost 20 years ago. So I can't say I'm a big fan.
0: No, the Ghost Protocol one is pretty good. I heard that's
1: good. Directed by J.J. Abrams. I mean, the third one. No, no, The third one is, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. The second and... No, no, the third and the... F- oh. oh, no, he only did the third yeah. one. Yeah,
1: right? he only did yeah. the third one. Yeah, so Rogue One was cool on Sunday, and then, like you said, got to take part in the Rebels podcast panel, which was pretty cool and pretty exciting to be up. I mean... It, it wasn't a big room uh, celebration. The podcast room there was kind of small, but we filled it up pretty good, which I was excited for. And It was cool to be on stage and just talk about Star Wars <laughs> in front of other fans. So That was really cool. kind of a cool way to end the whole celebration experience. Just kind of being in panels, waiting in line for stuff and then to actually be on one and talk about Clone Wars, Rebels, Force Awakens, and all the other awesome stuff we saw was great because I think we probably had the best time slot, which was we were the last podcast to be on the podcast stage for celebration so we didn't have to worry about any big like <laughs> news or announcements happening after our panel all the big stuff already happened so <laughs> we got to cover it all which was pretty cool so yeah other than that i mean i will say my least favorite parts of uh, celebration or all conventions in general was just like walking the show floor when you really don't have nothing to do there like you don't want to buy anything or you nothing's really catching your eye or want to take photographs because so, it gets too crowded in there. I was like, okay, I'd, I'd rather just go wait online for a panel and have a good spot <laughs> instead of kind of walking the show floor when I, I really don't have a need to. But on the last day, I did get a pretty cool uh, clone art print, which uh, looks really awesome. And I have to get that framed <laughs> eventually because it's really cool. It's called Heroes of the 501st. and has like Rex, Fives, and uh, Echo and other clone troopers on there, which well i saw it beforehand and then that by on the last day was like yeah i'm gonna get anything i'm just gonna get that because i really didn't buy too much there so i wanted to make sure i get some pretty cool like an art piece so yeah that was actually the last thing i did (laughs) go on the show floor and get that piece of art and then just made my way back out but man it was crazy though celebration store the line for that was like four hours long each day just for those exclusive store items which like, you got to spend your whole day online just to buy something. Like, no thanks. I mean, I would love to get a Force Awaken shirt, but I don't want to spend half the day just waiting online. And then who knows how long to check out or whatever. It was insane. I think they had to close it off eventually because it became a fire hazard.
0: <laughs> or even worse, if they ran out of the thing that you wanted exactly, yeah. before you got, oh. you got in.
1: I mean, we did go in like the last hour of the show. <laughs> like everything was off the shelves. It was funny. He was like, hey, let's just go check it out anyways. We're walking through. All it is is like some beach towels and like a few dolls and stuff, but all the good stuff was gone. So, yeah, overall, Celebration was beyond awesome. It was cool to hang out with uh, fellow Star Wars fans and other people. i podcast with the new from other podcasts who i got to meet which was pretty fun so like i said being in the room when all these cool announcements and trailers got shown it was just such an amazing experience so uh, the next one's going to be in london so i don't think i'm going to go to that one but <laughs> um, we'll see where the next one's at because it was a really great time
0: so did you find that sorry playlist? sorry I, yeah, I, I just finished it
1: <laughs>
0: um Yeah, it looks alright. Yeah, you're
1: not gonna buy your ticket right now.
0: No, no, thank you. (laughs) They they did give me the option at the end of the trailer though. With a pop-up, I don't know. It's just Tom Cruise hanging out of of an airplane.
1: I know that's why they keep promoting that one shot and all the posters and stuff. (laughs) That's like the money shot of the movie, I guess.
0: I feel like I've seen that before,
1: like Air Force One or something with Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Or um, Dark Knight Rises, the, the airplane scene. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know if anyone was yeah. really hanging. I mean, Bane and Doctor Palo were like hanging from the rope that was attached to the plane. But
0: well, the the, the agent guy, who, whoever he is, held that guy out of the out of the plane.
1: That's true. Yeah, and
0: yeah, tried to shoot him. <laughs> he wasn't completely out of the plane with the door closed. So I don't know. I'm not. I mean. Maybe I'll see it.
1: It'll of, be one you download, probably. Like, on when it comes out on iTunes. There's...
0: Yeah, kind of like this new Avengers one. I mean, I know everybody's excited about it. Well, but I'm very excited. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to wait for the iTunes uh, movie section to get it.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's my celebration story. But I will say, I mean, we got the Force Awakens trailer, and I was surprised, though, that same day. I mean, we got the leak of another trailer that came out. <laughs> it was kind of disappointing, too. It was like, ah, uh, it had to come out as a leak. And then the next day, Zack Snyder sent the tweet. Like,
0: Well, to be honest, the leak was just the final seconds of the, of the trailer. Oh, no. Where... When, I, when
1: I came home from that day from Celebration, the whole thing leaked out. I saw the whole thing. As a leak? Yeah. I mean, it was like oh. taken from somebody's phone, but it was out there.
0: Oh, because... Um, somebody had posted it. Um, I think it might have been Elmain He or no, not him. I don't know. Somebody did on my timeline, and I watched it. And it's only Batman saying, um, "What did he say? Oh, do you bleed?" Mm. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was just that you could you couldn't even understand what he was saying um, okay. because you know the the speaker on the cell phone was really bad.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty so, bad quality. The one I saw too, but it's just yeah. unfortunate because I mean. They were trying to have this big old event planned for this past Monday at IMAX, but since it leaked, they're like, okay, we just got to release it online first. I mean, we got to get out there before everyone just sees the bootleg version and gets this bad impression of it. So, I mean, it was cool they did that, but at the same time, I mean, all everyone's still talking about is that Force Awakens trailer. (laughs) And it's like... as. But it we're all excited a lot of people are excited for batman v superman there's nothing that really compares to a new star wars trailer for a movie we never thought we were gonna get right so it's like i didn't think it got the attention that deserved when it finally came out but i mean it's here i mean i'm glad we got it because as a fanboy i mean how cool is it to get two trailers for something i absolutely love batman and star wars a day apart from each other I mean, that's awesome right. for me but at the same time it's like uh, i think the batman v superman t- trailer would have gotten more attention if it waited a week or not but now that it's here at least we can give our impressions on it so what did you think okay. of the day when you first saw the good quality version yeah
0: the good quality version i like it
1: i love it um
0: the first time i saw it i didn't really know what was going on because there's like a long sort of uh i don't know what you would call it like clips of people talking about superman and how he's become like, a god to to people, and how he isn't, and how he's an alien, and things like that. And, uh, it didn't really kick off until you see Batman, of course.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, first off, you see Bruce, right? Bruce is, I think he's talking to Alfred.
1: Yeah, or Alfred's talking to him, it looks
0: Oh, like. yeah, Alfred's talking to him. Uh, Ben Affleck really, really looks like Bruce from one of the comics. He really, yeah. he really does and uh seeing that suit for the first time actually you know with somebody in it moving around is it's is just awesome too (laughs) there's nothing else i can say about it i mean it's like we said when we saw the that first image uh ben affleck looks really really bulked up and more of a i don't know like a like a bigger guy than christian bell looked like yeah um and, again, it's it's with that iron suit. That iron suit, they really nailed that iron suit. I love that iron suit.
1: Yeah, I man, you said it was, <laughs> it was Ben Affleck as Batman. I mean, this is my big takeaway from the trailer, or what I was hoping for to see in the first teaser for Batman v Superman, just how exactly Batman is going to look and Ben Affleck as Batman. I mean, of course, we saw those images and some other stuff, but, I mean, to see him actually in motion, to see, like, the, Tone of what the movie's gonna look like visually. I mean, this is it. This is kind of our really like first good look at him as Batman. And
0: boy. Yeah. Not only that, but to see it how it's it's been shot exactly. and how it looks, you know, how it will look in the movie. Yeah,
1: and yeah. it did not disappoint. <laughs> no, I it did, man. He looks fantastic as Batman. I mean, uh, we only seen a few seconds of him in the bat suit visually, and I mean, I'm already. 100 percent confident in saying this is the best batman movie suit we've ever gotten i mean it's right from the comics it's perfect stuff we've been saying on this podcast for a long time what we'd like to see in a batman costume it's the black it's the gray i mean we knew for the most part it was going to be that but to see it actually come to fruition and have it match perfectly of what you're hoping for was just amazing i mean i think my favorite shot in the trailer is uh that one scene where he's, like, coming off from the rubble of something. He's not in his armored suit, just his normal bat suit. I mean, that that's Batman right there. (laughs) How
0: many times did you rewind that one little clip?
1: Yeah, well, maybe not rewind (laughs) it too much, but I have it on pause there for a long time just looking at it. (laughs)
0: yeah and uh standing on top of that uh statue thing on top of the building yeah i mean
1: it's crazy i didn't even realize yeah. he was holding that rifle for like <laughs> after a few viewings yeah yeah i mean i've heard people say oh like why is he holding like a sniper rifle oh, they're going too far with batman it's like yeah. uh apparently you haven't read the dark knight returns <laughs> but they know it's,
0: and and you don't even know what that is it could be a, like a uh, that that gun that uh that Bruce had in Dark Knight Rises, is that, what is it called?
1: Like the EMP thing?
0: Uh, yeah, the EMP gun. It could be something like that. You don't even know what it is, but it's probably what it is in the Dark Knight Returns.
1: Yeah, it's like that grappling hook thing. or the, Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's gotta be. I mean, we know they're taking so much from the Dark Knight Returns already, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just even that shot of uh, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, it looks like he's in the Batcave there. And I know that's cool that he has the like shades of gray looking a little bit like Mr. Fantastic <laughs> on the side of his hair. And I don't know, a lot of people have been speculating. I kind of think, too, if you look in the background, it looks like there's a suit behind him, like in the glass case. And a lot of people think, is that like the Jason Todd Robin suit or a Robin suit that's behind there?
0: No, it's probably like uh, Batman Returns when uh, Bruce opens up his closet. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 50 bat suits.
1: And he just likes to have one out on display just for the heck of yeah. it. <laughs> but I think that'd be so cool, though, if it is not necessarily Jason Todd's, but a Robin suit. I mean, yeah. I would love to see that on display in the Batcave. This looks really cool. And yeah, Ben Aff, I mean, I really <laughs> would like to think this is kind of silenced a lot of the Ben Affleck haters from almost two years ago now, but I know there's still some out there, but honestly, I don't see how you cannot be excited about his portrayal of Batman with this trailer. I mean, it just it looks like Batman has come straight out of the comics onto the screen, and again, right now, I'm still... Christian Bale did an awesome job, and right now, he's still my favorite actor to play Batman in live action, but uh, Ben Affleck, I'm just real excited to see his portrayal, because I think he's going to be something that's going to be really, really great, too, and yeah yeah, i just can't wait
0: and you nailed it right on the head with uh with saying it looks like the batman from the comics it really does it looks like they just took like a jim lee drawing and they made the they they based the the suit off of that which is really cool because something i
1: always wanted like finally
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 not purple And it's not uh, just jet black.
1: Yeah, they didn't compromise anything. It was like, this is how it looks in the comic. This is how it's looking in the movie. (laughs) Right, right. So, I mean, of course, what's uh, something new from Batman v. Superman or just DC movies in general without some controversy (laughs) or stuff Uh that's not sitting well with people? I mean, the line of dialogue at the end where Batman says, do you bleed? Like, you will. How did that, Sit with you when you heard it. Did that have like any negative effect on you? Did, did it bother you at all, or did you just think there was some yeah, it's setting up the fight that's coming, which turned to be something pretty epic? I mean, are
0: are people complaining about what he said? Yes,
1: yeah, was what he like, said because like his... I'm hearing that it's like it's maybe like too much of like a sadistic type Batman who's just out looking to like make Superman bleed. Like that's maybe taken a little bit to the extreme, and well, are like, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, some with people who think that, I mean, I respect their opinion, and if that's what they feel, then fine. I mean, because, you know, there's different versions of Batman. If this one is not, to your liking, is a little too dark, too extreme, that's fine. But I just didn't get that feeling when I saw it. I mean, this is going to be, I mean, from The Dark Knight Returns, we know this is the type of Batman that w- would probably say something like that to Superman. Mm-hmm. And he didn't necessarily say that in that story, but it's in that vein. And I think it's kind of setting up for what's going to be like I said, an epic fight, but at the end of the day we know they're going to end up friends and being teaming up with each other to stop the greater evil, so um, if he says that line once and I mean, for all intents and purposes it probably is to Superman, but maybe there's an instance where it's, like, it's the context is different than what is shown in this trailer, maybe it'll work better for some people. Yeah. At the same time, it didn't really have a negative effect on me, I just thought it's setting up something that's going to be a pretty brutal fight between the two, and I think you just gotta wait and see the context of why they're actually fighting and what would make Batman say that. But as far as when I, my first reaction when I heard that, it didn't really bother me. I just was more impressed with uh, Ben Affleck's voice. I think it sounds really cool coming from that armored suit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think we might have a little Bane situation where they had to redub his like all of his lines, mm-hmm. Uh, where it's kind of hard to understand him just a little bit. Really. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, just, just going off that one little thing, I, I, I kind of had a problem with it. But, okay. um As for what you were saying about the dialogue itself, you got to realize they're basing this on The Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah. That's a brutal Batman. It's not as brutal as All-Star Batman. but
1: Yeah, uh, we don't want uh, to yeah, go that history, far. Yeah, you don't want to go
0: that far. But I don't think they, they would do that. Uh, but it's in that vein. It's in that Frank Miller vein where... Where Bruce, I mean, uh, Batman
1: is, you know.
0: Yeah, maybe the sadistic is the right word, but not overly sadistic, you know.
1: I think it'll work, too, because we know this is a Batman who's been around for a while, and he's been through some stuff that I'm sure would make someone who lived his life, maybe had that view to someone so super powered and who maybe he doesn't trust right away. So mm. I think it works better that way. If he was like a Batman who's only been around for a year or so, then yeah, he'd be like, okay, what's his problem? Why does he have this attitude towards this? But if he's someone who's had years of experience with dealing with crime and villains and like going through a lot of tragic stuff, yeah, you can maybe I think it works better for him to say something like that to the superpowered being, being who he probably views as someone who's not there to help, but there to harm people. So (laughs) yeah, it's interesting to see the, or hear the different reactions it's getting.
0: I think it fits. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you look at the suit, you look, look at uh, Ben Affleck as Bruce. uh, You take into consideration Frank Miller's work on Batman. Um, I have no problem with it. I really don't. Yeah.
1: Like I said, as long as they're... Because I've heard people say, too, that superheroes fighting each other is an outdated notion and we move past that. Yeah. But it's like, nah, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's just part of comics. I haven't really
0: seen it. I haven't really seen it on...
1: Yeah, the, especially these two the characters.
0: Big screen. Yeah, Batman versus Superman. When was the last time you saw that live action?
1: Yeah, how about never? <laughs> yeah. Sure, the Avengers had a little moment in the first movie, but, I mean, this is Batman and Superman. I and mean, it goes yeah. with their characters. They always have, maybe on... Uh, it depends on the story that Deciding like what type of level they would have Like a fighter or, or whatever But they always come to blows in some way When they first meet And this is their first meeting with each other And how the story dictates it We're going to see them come to some big blows It looks like with this fight sequence So yeah we got to see them fight before they become friends Because Batman and Superman don't necessarily Or they pretty much never do Get along right away when they meet each other right. Because of the different views they have So yeah it's clicking so far for me I mean yeah, I don't want to and see it, the very like sadistic type Batman, like you said, the all-star Batman and Robin. Yeah. I do not want to see that one. So, yeah, mean, yeah. It's not quite there yet. So.
0: And that end fight, that Batman versus Superman fight, it it has to be brutal. <laughs> yeah. It, if if they do anything less than that, it's going to be a cop out, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to going to give them crap for it. So it's going to be brutal, and if it if if I'm right, then that line fits up perfectly with. What's gonna go down.
1: Yeah, I mean it could be something where like that Superman's beating up on Batman and like Superman thinks he hasn't beaten, then Batman just utters that line, like to kinda show that he's not intimidated, like he hasn't like shown him what he can do to him. He just says, like, So tell me, do you bleed? And then he goes all out on Superman and like brings out the big guns to take him down. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be cool. I can't I don't know wonder who's gonna win. <laughs> I think it's gonna end in a stalemate where like something will happen yeah. where they something interrupts the fight and they're like oh shoot like what happened here and then they gotta go like save the day somewhere else like yeah but the other thing that kind of surprised me too is the superman stuff in the beginning like like you mentioned the dialogue that was going on there but just the imagery that we see like you see superman uh, like surrounded by these people it looks like clown masks <laughs> with like is that a yeah. gang or something and then you see him in this like tunnel and there's these armored soldiers just like taking a knee and bowing to him it's just like crazy i just that's another fascinating thing like what's the status of Superman in the beginning of mm. this movie. Like, we see that statue, yeah. it says false god so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that statue. I was like, so. People, I mean, Superman, everybody knows about Superman, and he becomes some kind of god or something. Yeah, or sure like a, people who are going
1: to view him like that. I mean, how could yeah that not yeah. be? And it's going into the jonathan kent was saying in man of steel when you become known like you're going to change the world <laughs> and how you people view things and recluding right. like religion and all that type of stuff so there's are going to be like those fanatical people who would probably do as like they're all their savior and their god i mean there's that image of him up in the sky you see someone like putting their arm out to grab towards him like, a lot of like, yeah like, just symbolism I mean, we got that in man of steel but it looks like it's continuing oh to
0: yeah steel. Yeah, we got that in Man of, Man of Steel, and I guess we're getting getting in Batman versus Superman. And um, Did you hear uh, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, voice?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, which one is he? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and is that him?
1: <laughs> I, it's, I've heard from people that it's confirmed that it is him. I mean, yeah. people who know him and seen his movies that yeah, that's him talking. Mm. So, yeah... The only one missing this was Wonder Woman. I and mean, when we got to hear Lex Luthor, <laughs> we didn't get to see or hear anything from Wonder Woman. But I'm sure they're saving her from the first official trailer, not the teaser. But yeah, I mean, as a teaser, this did its job for me. I mean, it got me pumped to see Batman versus Superman, which is the main draw for this movie. And Ben Affleck looks awesome as Batman. I, we're going to get a Batman that I've been wanting to see on screen for a long time. As far as how he looks and we'll see as far as how he acts, but with his voice, (laughs) it sounds good. I mean, I wonder if he'll have that voice when he's not in the armored suit. I don't think so because it does sound too filtered. Like it would come from something that's more like robotic than his normal Batman suits. But I'm just liking what I'm seeing so far in this.
0: Is uh, you, you remember how people gave Christian Bale a lot of crap about his voice? Mm, yeah, I wonder if it's going to be the same thing with Ben Affleck.
1: I know. I think the big question is if you we be to understand him because there's a lot of <laughs> like uh, negative stuff I heard about Christian Bale. Oh, he's like, you, you barely understand what he's saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm right I'm right there with you. I love this trailer. It's got it's gotten me excited if if I needed a boost at all to be excited. I oh, no, really. Uh, <laughs>
1: the only thing is uh, that we didn't go to the get to go to the IMAX one where they had that little extra yeah. end sequence where it shows Batman and Superman like running towards each other for the fight and like right when they're about to hit it goes to black. <laughs> Everyone says <laughs> that was really cool though. Um Yeah, so I'm
0: I just want to see this movie already.
1: <laughs> so I know. I mean just think about it. We got the Force yeah. Awakens in December and just like three months later we got Batman V Superman. <laughs> How awesome is yeah. that.
0: And it's great to actually see something. You know? Yeah. See see an actual trailer or, you know, a clip or whatever. You know? I know, see, no it's more great
1: to... looking at that bootleg Comic Con footage that, <laughs> that came out. Yeah, with the
0: Which one was that one? Oh, oh, that that was just uh uh, Bruce turning on the bat signal. Yeah,
1: right? we did see some shots from that in this trailer with him in the armored suit and Superman yeah. coming
0: out. But well, he's looking up, right? Like he lifts his head.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he spoke in that one. He didn't say like, "Do you, do you bleed?" Line in that uh, Comic Con trailer either.
0: Yeah, when well, either of them did, it was just kind of like a a standoff.
1: Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh
0: 2016, Kent. Well, that's
1: out. the bummer part remember when it was supposed to come out in July of this year and we'd just be a few months yeah. away <laughs> I know I know but we got plenty of other good movies to hold us over to so.
0: like what Tim there's no good movies coming out this year
1: <laughs> uh, that's true I didn't just talk about a whole event I went to this past <laughs> weekend about anything <laughs>
0: oh man uh, so, so yeah so, that's the trailer um, if you haven't seen it what what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you?
1: Take a break Go from the Force with... Awakens trailer and then watch yeah. this one. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it was great to get the Force Awakens trailer and the um, and the Batman v Superman trailer. Um, it was a great week.
1: That's for sure. It, it was, was a, a good week. To... It was trailer week and we, we got that. We got the Jurassic World trailer on Monday and then...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: There was a Fantastic Four trailer on Sunday.
0: Uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying in general, there's a lot of trailers. <laughs>
0: Um, so uh, moving on to some more movie news we finally got to see Jared Leto as the Joker thanks to uh, David Ayer
1: yeah man I was not expecting this and fortunate for us because it happened like two hours before we started recording tonight so (laughs) it worked out great but
0: it's great it didn't happen after we were
1: done yeah or during (laughs) well during we could have jumped into it but
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah man wasn't expecting this image (laughs) yeah
0: So what do you think? What, what do you think, I mean, how do you think he looks as uh, the Joker?
1: I'm going to lean more towards the positive where I, I'm going to say I like it, but there are some things that kind of make me scratch my head or just something I might have to get used to. First off is the first thing that I noticed that threw me off is like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's the teeth that he has <laughs> where there's like a lot of silver and crown teeth that are in there. Yeah, it's
0: you, like rotten teeth.
1: Yeah. It looks like. Which you don't necessarily... At least the comics I've read too often where Joker doesn't have those. So that's the first thing that threw me off. But then, of course, the other obvious thing are all the tattoos that he has on his body. And I actually think those are pretty cool. I mean, it's a different take, sure, but I think it would fit him. I mean, there they're just a lot of ha-has on there. You got a big smile on his arm. You got like a court jester skeleton on his body, too. But... All that stuff is cool, but I didn't notice this right away till I see other people comment on it, where he has one on his forehead that says damage. and I was like, eh, I don't necessarily like seeing any type of tattoos on someone's face, let alone <laughs> the Joker. Because, but the other tattoos, yeah, he can cover that up when he's wearing his suit, but that's always gonna be there. So that was one thing that kind of threw me off. I could do without the any face tattoos on him, but yeah. Uh, coughing attack right here
0: (laughs) well well you know who he looks like um he looks like uh zaz i don't know why but he he just looks like that yeah i mean you Um, can see
1: like those ha-has that are all over his arm that's kind of like zaz's like markings that he puts for the kills yeah
0: yeah um but i think um. He looks like the Joker. I'm just going to say that he looks like the Joker, but a different, is like an interpretation of the Joker. It's kind of like if you like a book or something, and then you watch the the movie, you know, that's, that's based on that book. It's kind of like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's different, totally different, but I still see the Joker in there. I mean, because we've seen so many different versions of the Jokers, too, so you really can't go too wrong unless you do something completely reverse <laughs> where you, it's not even recognizable and you just throw the Joker name on there. But, I mean, he's not fully white. It's more like pale skin, but yeah. it's, it almost looks white. He has the green hair. I love the little purple glove on there, too. So, uh, yeah. there's a Yeah, and there. his
0: eyes, too. His eyes. Mm-hmm. Looks like he he hasn't gotten sleep in a long time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the face that he makes, it looks like they're trying to uh, resemble the shot from the killing joke where he Takes mm-hmm. off his mask, the red hood mask for the first time. He's all like the ha ha's in the background. He's just screaming, but um, it's funny. I saw someone do a funny tweet with this image. <laughs> I have to say, it is kind of like that. He goes, "I don't like the new direction the ho- the new Home Alone movie is taking." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. you yeah. Like
1: you know what? That's kind of accurate. <laughs> but um, I also. Reminded me too of kind of some of the Joker we saw in uh, Grant Morrison's R.I.P. I mean, the one where he kind of just like had that. He had the long hair and the ponytail, but it was just in, like the, the tank top was a little more bulked up a little bit. And, I mean, he didn't have tattoos, but just kind of that, I guess, more uh, rugged punk look, I guess, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to use to describe it. it. Just had to me had that similar feel because he started off in Arkham in that story. and Then he was brought out by uh, the Black Glove. To, I guess witness the death of Batman in that story. So we're gonna see Joker, I think, in jail in Suicide Squad. And I think this is how we're gonna see him, like without a shirt, probably with all these tattoos on, and then somehow he's gonna get out, and then we'll probably see him in the classic Joker outfit that we're familiar with. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're right. This is punk rock Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um So with that, I guess we can move on to our list. I almost forgot about this. How could I forget?
1: I can't forget about listener feedback.
0: <laughs> no, 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 not listener feedback. How could I forget? Frank Miller's back.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, because we got a much bigger story that came out <laughs> with the Joker image. And I totally forgot about oh, that, too. No.
0: Oh, no, Tim. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of feeling bad that I brought this up. Uh, so, yeah, Frank Miller's back. Brian is going to be helping him. Uh, yeah, that's and the thing. It's
1: not just it's, Frank Miller's back. It's The Dark Knight Returns yeah. Part 3.
0: And now here's the kicker.
1: <laughs>
0: it's called The Dark Knight Returns, colon, the <laughs> the master race. Yep. <laughs> which is not really politically correct. <laughs>
1: um yeah, because the what only if, other what people... What if they're talking that, about like a race contest, like a marathon or something?
0: Even then, it's like... <laughs> I mean, the only time I've ever heard the Master Race was a documentary I watched on the Nazis, mm-hmm. and they killed like 10 million Jewish people, which is terrible to be associating Batman with by using that line. Uh, this is a bad idea. I mean, I know... Brian Azzarello is gonna be on the book, but uh, Yeah. So was Frank Miller.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mike had a great response to when we tweeted this out. He goes, Hopefully it's ninety nine percent Brian Azzarello to one percent Frank Miller <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, I mean when I first heard this like it didn't get me too excited. And then but when no. I saw Brian Azzarello and Bob was like, Okay, that makes it a little better but again it's like i'm not going to be rushing out to get it when it first comes out unless it's one of those things where i'll wait to see if it gets good reviews and if it's like the second coming of the dark knight returns or it's on that level but how my can it be up. good though if like i said if, only if brian azzarello writes most of it <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's like it's only saving grace or it's like maybe frank miller's on there just name only and then brian yeah. azzarello would be the main writer for everything
0: I don't know, I doubt that. I know. (laughs) I really doubt that. But um, going back to the the, um, Jared Little Joker image, Mm -hmm. um, this guy, Oliver, I don't know your last name. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to try it. it Yeah, I'm not even going to try it. We'll just call him Oliver Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Oliver Queen. (laughs) Says, um, this is the true face of insanity. This is the Joker. So apparently he really likes it.
1: Yeah, um, and that's a good word to use. I mean, it is insanity. I mean, that, that image screams yeah. out insanity when you look at it. He's just, I mean, he's just screaming at you. I mean, how can you not think that person's crazy? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, Frank Miller's back, unfortunately, and we're going to have to deal with another piece of crap that he writes.
1: Maybe that was Jared Leto's reaction when he found out Frank Miller's
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's funny too. That's just too funny. <laughs> uh,
1: like David Ayer just happened to have a camera. And go, ooh, I'll use that as the first official Joker image that we're gonna release for Suicide Squad.
0: <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah. So so that's pretty much it uh, for news. And unfortunately, Frank Miller's coming back. So sorry, we have to leave you guys in the news par- part. Part on a really, really down note. But we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just, it's sad, too, because we're just giving praise of the Batman v Superman trailer, how much it looks like the Frank Miller's work and The Dark Knight Returns and how awesome it is, but then we go on saying that we're not excited for his new book about Batman. <laughs> it's like, sad how far he's <laughs> fallen.
0: Well, I mean, there's... Is there anything positive to say there about? Really it?
1: isn't. No, I mean, I haven't read a lot of. I, you've read more of his recent stuff than I have. I'm more just going by Batman, All Star Batman and Robin, and then how bad uh, the reception was for The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Yeah,
0: but <sighs> yeah, but this, I know, this is going to be this is going to be tough, Tim.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know we're not yeah. the only ones who feel that way as far as his work quality yeah i was about
0: to say i wonder if anybody is looking forward to this
1: there's got to be yeah but i think the majority is kind of has their eyebrows raised
0: <laughs> okay well whatever i mean if you, if you dig it you dig it i guess yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna tell you what's right and wrong um but we can finally get into listener feedback so tim did you want to read alex's email and i'll get mike
1: let's do it i think i got it up right here okay
0: Alright, so ready whenever you are.
1: Alright, Alex says Hey Bat fans with a revolution, but oddly no pants. <laughs> <laughs> what is up my friends? I might be late with this email, but I still had to congratulate you on another fantastic episode. Great job hosting, Mark. I miss you Tim, but you got a stellar temp to fill in for you. I hope your retreat went smoothly. Well, thanks, Alex. I appreciate that. And yes, Mark did, did a great job, so you probably didn't miss me too much. <laughs> You're probably wishing for him to be back now that I'm here with my nasally deep voice <laughs> from this cold. But he goes on, Guys, I can't believe we got the Star Wars and Batman V Superman trailer in such quick succession. Except for the lack of the peekaboo Stormtrooper, both were amazing. I was so happy to hear Mark Hamill's voiceover, and I am totally hyped to see a worthy conclusion to the old castle story. I'm certain that it will be better than Return of the Boba Fett burp, killing, <laughs> fuzzy bear cuddling, and Vader whistling masterpiece that we last saw of it. Wow, some of that stuff's accurate, but maybe a little harsh, Alex. Because <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like Jedi. It's going to be awesome to see all the new imaginative set pieces on screen for the first time in so many years. It was nearly impossible for me to have a bigger smile on my face after seeing Chewie and Han together. Emphasis on the nearly, because Batfleck, Batfleck looked incredible. I think I might be the best Batman costume ever. Jeez Louise, the guy looks like he could snap Nolan's Bane into two. <laughs> you might be right about that. He's bulked up, that's for sure. The only thing I'm worried about is that they'll focus more on the mindless fighting present in Man of the Steel rather than the plot, because the premise of the film sounds really good so far. I'm really looking forward to hearing both of your thoughts. Dane, I feel you want Sin City too. I haven't seen the Thank you Alex, <laughs> thank you. I haven't seen the first movie in a long time, but I know it was much better than the sequel. Other than the Joseph Gordon-Levitt stuff, I could not even get through that movie. I still really enjoy the trippy art style and hope other comic book fans try to emulate something similar. And now for his questions. Have you guys watched the new Netflix Daredevil series and if you have, what are your thoughts? I thought Charlie Cox was absolutely perfect casting as Matt Murdock and this was the best Marvel property since the first Iron Man. The fight scenes were easily the best that I've seen in a live-action superhero adaption, but I think it takes a while for the series to find its footing. Until the seventh episode, it felt just like an average crime show, since they didn't seem to know what to do with the characters. While a lot of the cast is good, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is a bit cartoonish. I think he's overacting, and being he's the only character that he, that's really developed outside of Matt, it drags the show down. Still, the show is good. I would recommend checking it out, even if you're jaded on the teen soap opera the CW shows. Well, Alex, I did see all of Daredevil, and like you, I loved it. I thought it was really good.
0: I mean, don't spoil anything for me because I'm only on like the third episode. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah, I was actually hooked on the first two episodes. That ending sequence for the last for the second episode that was
0: really oh cool. the the one continuous shot. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so I will disagree with Alex on Kingpin. I mean, it was different. I was not expecting that kind of portrayal for him, but I thought it worked because it's kind of showing his origin story for it, too. So I did like his portrayal for him, and I thought it was different, but I thought it worked for what they were trying to do. So, yeah, Dane, I think you're going to like it when she finishes the series. It was really good.
0: Yeah, and Kingpin, I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of him Mm -hmm. because he was just standing standing in front of that white... um, yeah, white painting, yeah. and the lady who played Superman's mob in *Man of Steel*. At least
1: know she survived.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she survived Krypton. <laughs> um, so Vincent D- D'Onofrio is like a—I think he—he's just an overactor. Because I mean, you see him in uh, *Law and Order* or, um, ah, what's that movie called? Uh, uh, *Full Metal Jacket*. Okay. And he's just overacting. So it's, that doesn't really surprise me, but
1: so what I like about it is because you expect the kingpin is like this big mob boss, but he's like kind of like a real shy character He's like <laughs> even he yeah he gets down and dirty when he needs to and violent, but he's like when he's around yeah. uh, that girl he's like he's like shy doesn't know what to say. I just kind of <laughs> like that aspect of it.
0: Um, but yeah, I for, from what I've seen and like I said, I've only seen the first three episodes uh, because uh, Mark uh, got me hooked on Game of Thrones and I had to catch up. Uh, four
1: seasons
0: (laughs) because i watched the first one and i liked it but i kind of dropped it off uh so i had to watch four seasons worth of episodes and uh, that kind of took my attention away from daredevil but um the 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 episodes i did see i i liked i mean especially like the action scenes because it it's it goes so fast Mm. it's it's like really well choreographed fight scenes It, it reminds me of um uh, it reminds me of the that that movie The Raid. I don't okay. know if you've ever seen I've that. I've seen
1: like clips from it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, the martial arts movie. Yeah, it reminds me of that. The fighting style. But um, yeah, I think uh, Charlie Cox is a really good. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Matt Murdock. Um, I don't know too much about Daredevil. I don't know who that uh guy is at his law firm. Yeah,
1: Foggy, his friend. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or um, Karen. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Karen, Karen Page, mm. or uh that woman who helps him?
1: Okay, I think her name was Claire. Yeah, I think she's a new character for the oh, TV oh. show. But again, I've only read a few Daredevil stories too, so yeah. I haven't read a story with her, so I'm kind of assuming that. But I know Foggy and Karen Page, they were in stories I read and I thought they were good portrayals in the series too. I think all the casting oh, okay. for the most part was really good.
0: Yeah, and I like how it's almost a rated movie. Maybe yeah. Uh, between it's... PG-13 and an R-rated movie. Yeah, they just film. don't have
1: any F-bombs and like nudity. Yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's no f. There's no like hardcore swearing. I mean, there is swearing, but it's not like hardcore swearing. Yeah. And there's no nudity or very very gory scenes.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're really intense and like <laughs> really hardcore. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, wait till I you get a
1: moment, wait till you get to a moment with Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay.
0: I, I really like the direction that the show is going because it's not really a kid show. I mean, I don't. I can't, I can't see. You know. Terrence sitting down with his daughters and watching no, it, you no know? Way. Yeah. <laughs> no way, yeah. Uh, no so, so, yeah, I like the direction they're going with it from the three episodes that I've seen. So, uh, yeah, I'm liking it. And uh, I'm caught up with Game of Thrones, so uh, I guess I know what I'm doing after we, we're we done with it's, this.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to watch it again, too. I mean, I watched it the week before Celebration, but then I couldn't because of Celebration, now I wanted to start watching it again. <laughs>
0: So you had to finish it before celebration. Yeah, I had it. to make sure of that. <laughs> For, uh, like, Kyle or whoever comes on the end again. So, but then I, hey, Tim, did you see when Matt Murdock dies in the end? <laughs> <laughs> but oh.
1: then I find out, me and one other person are the only ones who saw the whole episode, the whole series. So <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have to worry about that. Oh, man. But Alex's second question is, right now superhero films are the big fad in geek culture. So do you think Star Wars, Star Wars will have a big enough clout to reclaim its place in fandom? If so, why? Yeah, well, if the reaction to the trailer is an indication, yeah, it's going to have no problems. I mean, as popular as superhero films are right now, there's nothing as popular as Star Wars in geek culture and just popular culture in general. I mean, Star Wars takes over everything when there's a new movie out, and especially if it's a a new movie to kick off a new trilogy and a series of movies we thought we'd never get, and you got the original trilogy cast in it, yeah, there's no way. It's going to be the biggest thing ever. And I'm just hoping it sustains that to become the most, uh, the number one movie box office wise, and reclaim that spot <laughs> from Avatar and Titanic. Oh, so
0: uh, so Titanic got uh, bumped from the top spot yeah. by uh, Avatar. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a badly told love story, and both I didn't really care to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, uh, Star Wars will probably be the biggest movie of the year. Yeah, hands right? down.
1: That yeah. that and the Avengers. But yeah, it's gonna make more than the Avengers. It will. You sure not Mission Impossible? <laughs> rogue Rogue, uh, rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible Rogue One. <laughs> well, judging by your eh, attitude towards the trailer, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's more of the same. It's Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle. Shooting guns, uh, falling in love with the female lead. Yeah. Uh, What
1: else? Uh, Yeah, uh, it's good to running around places. It's good to get like your action fix at a movie for a weekend or so. But yeah, it's not gonna do like gangbusters like Star Wars will. No way.
0: Yeah, and and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's gonna be a it's probably gonna be a good action movie. But I don't know. It's just kind of more of the same thing as all the other Mission Impossible movies where mm-hmm. Tom Cruise has to do a cool stunt.
1: Exactly, and, uh, yeah. There's got to be one yeah. money shot. Like I said, that shot is the, him in the airplane for this one, <laughs> which is yeah, awesome. Yeah,
0: I, I think Ghost Protocol was the, the, like, Tom Cruise hanging off the edge of a building.
1: Yeah, and like, with the yeah. Mission Impossible 2, him, like, mountain climbing or something. think climbing. was there he mountain climbing? Just that one. I think it's pretty sure it's Mission Impossible 2. I mean, that movie's fifteen years old, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: What was the one in uh Mission Impossible three?
1: I remember there's a sequence on the bridge. I just remember from the trailer, like an explosion, like someone like fires a rocket at a car and like pushes him like off not off the bridge, but he's running and just pushes him kinda of away from that explosion. I just remember yeah, seeing that and... shot all the time in the trailer.
0: What I liked about Ghost Protocol is they don't use that mask machine. That's total BS. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's, that's that's just not possible. That that machine is kind of like that movie Face Off with Nicolas Cage <laughs> and John Travolta. It's just impossible. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make any sense. I can't buy into that. But um, so yeah, that's it from from Alex. Thank you, Alex. You know we we. We love you and uh, thank you for sending in your emails because it wouldn't be a Batfans Without Pants or uh, Timmy Time and the Revolution uh, and the Batfan Revolution podcast without your emails. So it's great to see or read your emails. Right, Tim? As always. Yep. But now we can move on to Mike. And I didn't screw up their names this time.
1: Did you call Mark Mike when he was the co-host?
0: Yeah, oh, well, I I did that before because uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, Mark. I mean, I, hey, Mike. And I was like, oh, dang it. <laughs> I meant I meant Mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can move on to Mike's email. And Mike says, hey guys. Well, what a big week it has been. First, we get the second Star Wars trailer. Then Tim decides to go to a place filled with sweaty nerds and try to catch as many diseases known to man as he can. I and can then the trailer. <laughs> And then the trailer we have all been waiting for uh drops and we are still hung over from the Star Wars trailer to really take it in properly. It also saw what it also saw that 99% of the internet have suddenly changed their tune and become fans of this of this new DC universe. Go look at the comment sections and see how many people are claiming that they were always a believer and excited for this movie.
1: That's funny, because I thought the opposite. I still see as much complaining. I mean, it's mixed, but I still see a lot of complaining for this DC movie universe that it's too dark yeah. and that they shouldn't be fighting and all that. But I'm glad you're seeing positive stuff from about it, Mike, because yeah. probably more than I have.
0: Were we uh, uh, not believers, but uh, fans since day one?
1: I know I have been. I've been excited for yeah. everything they put out so far. Oh yeah. I mean, pretty... You took a little bit for you with Man of Steel. It took you a few viewings to get on board. Yeah. So. But I would still count you as one of the early believers. <laughs>
0: okay, good. <laughs> uh, but he says, firstly, let me go onto that Star Wars trailer. I know it's a Batman podcast, but I had to talk about it. I missed the live stream on the net as it was about 2 a.m. when it started. So I checked it when I got up in the morning. All I can say is, wow, this film is going to be epic. I don't care what anyone says, this is going to be the movie of the year. It's funny that since seeing both these trailers, I've lost a lot of interest in seeing Avengers, which I am seeing Tuesday the 28th, though.
1: Darn it, you're going to see it before me, Mike. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh.
0: I'm not too proud to say that I had a wave of goosebumps and had a a few man tears by the end of this trailer. (laughs) You weren't the only one. It just seems like everything is right with this movie. The best thing about this trailer was that, with everything they showed, it gave nothing away. I'm 100% behind J.J.'s secrecy. I don't want to know anything until I'm sitting in the cinema. It's weird that seeing an old dude and his pet can give you such a great feeling. From the new troopers to the TIE fighter chasing the Millennium Falcon into the Star Destroyer, oh man, this has so many good scenes. Also, that Rogue One reveal and Rebels trailer, so cool. I think I'm having a Star Wars overload. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad thing. (laughs) My other big problem is that Star Wars comes out on Thursday, the the 17th of December, which which is one day before my company Christmas (laughs) break-off. Now, I'm not a big drinker, but usually I have a few, so I don't think I will be in any condition to see it on the Friday or Saturday, which means if I don't see it opening day, I probably won't see it for a few days. What do you guys think I should do? Have a sick day and see it opening day? Don't bother with the company breakup. Thoughts?
1: Well, Mike, the answer is obviously simple. You have a sick day and you go see it opening day. <laughs> That's all there is to it. No,
0: Mike, quit your job <laughs> and devote your life to seeing stuff. Yeah, start waiting
1: online a week before it comes out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, take a sick day, take a vacation day or a holiday day, whatever you guys call it in Australia. um, And, you know, go see it with your family or something.
1: Just tell everyone at your job to call it sick that day and go see it with all of them.
0: uh but he says okay let's uh get onto that bvs trailer first off i want to say that i avoided the leaked version i don't go near those i want to see them as they are intended in full hd and all their in all their glory i will admit i saw the comic con on i saw the comic con trailer on a video on youtube filmed by some idiot's phone but i only watched this because i would never see it otherwise thinking about it uh Thinking about it now, I wish I hadn't seen it. As in the official trailer, it seemed a bit anticlimactic at the end because I had already seen the Dark Knight Returns suit. You imagine how cool that w- can you imagine how cool that would have been if it was the first time you saw it? It would have rivaled the Star Wars trailer for reveal coolness. I'd rather enjoy a freaking Dark Knight Batman review over an old guy <laughs> Oh, <off> to... it's <laughs> breaking your heart.
1: Yeah, but he has a point, though. If that was the first time we saw it, I mean, it'd be hard to judge which would be my favorite, because both yeah. would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> so would you say that Mike is going down a path that you can't follow?
1: <laughs> I just don't like how we refer to him as an old guy. <laughs> uh, Han Solo deserves more respect than that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But he says I loved how the BBS trailer, like the Star Wars one, only gave you a small taste and left you hanging for more. I've watched it quite a few times now, mostly fast-forwarded to the Batman stuff just to get more and hoping to see something I missed. I must admit I'm a bit envious of the people who catch all the Easter eggs because I didn't see any until I heard about it. I think I just get too excited and my brain stops working. I loved how in. It- into the character Ben Affleck looks. That intensity in his eyes when Jeremy Irons is talking, who, by the way, I totally forgot was Alfred and sounding way better than Michael Caine, is so good. Do you reckon that is the Robin suit in the background? Then they start... Oh, do you, Tim?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's going to yeah. be.
0: Then they start to show you Batman in the suit, and I was as giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> he looks so good and pumped. Geez, he makes Superman look small. Yeah, he really does. Those he? That's
1: true. Yeah, especially in that armored <laughs> suit. <laughs> yeah,
0: that bit where he uh, he's climbing out of the room and makes him look really close to the Frank Miller stocky Batman. I think that was an intentional scene selection. The scene that has me the most interested is the one where Superman is standing in front of those troops with the shield on the shoulders, with their their shield on the shoulders. With the shield on the shoulder?
1: Yeah, that's right, because it looks like that's the Superman shield logo.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That was something that I did not expect, but I think the best bit was the end with the confrontation. That voice and the look of Menace has totally set the tone for this movie, and it was a big shut-up to all all the cry babies on the Internet. I had a thought, though. Do you reckon this is Batman? You don't see him speaking Speaking it. I was thinking that maybe this was Metallo, but they didn't want to reveal him. Because it would be a bit too Ultron, and it's also a good misdirect.
1: Nah, I think it's Batman. I don't think. Yeah, I think that's they're him. setting up the Batman versus Superman fight, and I don't think they're gonna throw in some random metal line. <laughs> <This is her.
0: laughs> My other question was, do you reckon that they will, that they'll do a Batman trilogy set before this movie? They seem to have aged Ben Affleck, so when they do the Batman movies, he can age naturally into BVS.
1: Um, I think, I don't think so personally. I think they're probably going to continue from this, but I think what would be cool, maybe if they do some that might have flashback sequences, like other like adventures he'd have with Robin or something. Like if they do a Jason, they say Jason Todd's dead, they could do a flashback or something would have him in a sequence, I think would be pretty cool. Because, yeah, cause they could easily just dye his hair to get rid of the gray and make him look younger. So I think that's possible. But yeah. I think for the most part, though, they'll probably just stick going forward in the continuity. But I think it would be cool to have flashbacks.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Mike concludes an email with quite possibly the greatest line. Hopefully these trailers didn't ruin your childhoods, and until <laughs> next time.
1: No, they didn't. You know how it much I hate that. My line? childhood. <laughs> but yeah, there's no way these trailers had any effect on those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, we le- like reading your emails and we love you. So thanks for uh, sending in emails. Uh, but now we can get on to our comic book reviews, if that's all of our feedback.
1: That's it. Yep.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, so, Tim.
1: Yeah, we're going to be playing a catch-up on some issues and pretty much comic titles that have ended since I was on the last episode. We'll be doing Batman Arkham Manor, Batman and Robin number 40, and the final issue of Batman Eternal 52. So, rating scale. It has to do something um, with the trailers or the Joker image.
0: How about a uh, number of regrets we have that Frank Miller is coming back? <laughs> How about that?
1: <laughs> we can go with that one. Though. <laughs> okay, so I'll get Batman Arkham Manor done first because this one just felt like an add-on issue because the story mainly wrapped up in the previous one where they caught the killer who was murdering the inmates in Arkham. But there was another inmate who we got introduced early in the issues where... Uh, he is pretty much escaped from Arkham and from the hospital that he was in, and he was going out to kill his parents and Batman you know, there's one more inmate missing so I have to bring him in. So that's what this issue is pretty much about where, or at least the first half, which is Batman looking for this inmate. And uh, it's it's a pretty short sequence, really. Batman just busts into the room and then the inmate um, I'm blanking on his name, but uh, it wasn't really relevant to the old, to the whole story, which is probably why I don't remember, but Wickman, that's his name. Uh Wickham. Oh, see at first I thought it was Wickman, but it's actually Wickham's so, so what is is you know the one.
0: name of that isn't that the name of that terrible Nicholas Cage remake movie? <laughs> yeah,
1: no. it sounds like it could be.
0: <laughs> the Dang, Oh wait, it oh called? the
1: Wicker with the Wickerman?
0: Yeah, the Wickerman. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like that, yeah. That actually sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. Than
0: Wickham, and, um... In uh, season of the witch, does Nicholas Cage play a witch? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I thought you might have seen that movie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped it like the rest of America.
1: Yeah, like most Nicholas Cage movies. <laughs>
0: those those National Treasure movies are pretty good.
1: I saw the first one, which I remember liking, but I don't really remember it too much now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's still good. But anyway, back to Wickham. <laughs> Batman subdues him, even though he sees Batman and like as a big Bat monster, Batman easily takes him down and he's able to get him help and but at the same time, Wickham's mad because he thinks he should be dead, he doesn't want to be alive and says he'll kill Batman for keeping him alive. So it was just like it didn't that story didn't really need to be told because it didn't really amount to anything. And then the rest of the issue is just kinda like an epilogue of showing what's happened to several different characters like that. Clayface joker monster who we've seen get taken away into this tube and that mr freeze who i was probably the worst part about this whole <laughs> comic series is what he's doing that is kind of comic relief which didn't work and then the only kind of cool thing was how batman reassured himself to like put in like these secret surveillance cameras in arkham manor to make sure nothing else happens like inmates getting murdered because he doesn't necessarily trust dr arkham and then at the end, we see Scarecrow already trying to plot an escape because the same way Wickham got out of uh, Wayne Arkham Manor, Scarecrow was trying to exploit and make his escape. And then, But Batman's keeping an eye on him. He's like, yeah, go ahead and try it, Dr. Green. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, yeah, it was just an average at best issue. And then this whole series, Arkham Manor, it started off interesting and intriguing with Wayne Manor being set up as Arkham Asylum and Batman kind of have to go in as an inmate to investigate. But... The novelty, I think, only la- of that only lasted the first three issues, and the rest, it just kind of dragged on a little bit. So I'm just going to give this one two and a half out of five regrets we have about uh, Frank Miller <laughs> returning to Batman. But then Batman and Robin number 40, the last issue of Pete Tomasi and Patrick Gleason's run, this one was really good, I mean, like I said before, I've been enjoying Damien with superpowers and how he's interacting with Batman and fighting crime with superpowers. This one was cool because we see them Damien and Batman going in with the Justice League to fight this big robot monster attacking an island on Tokyo and we see Superman Damien and Shazam and Wonder Woman kind of taking it out and Batman trusting Damien to like be go toe to toe with this monster and work alongside the Justice League members. It was really cool and it's, damien kind of hold his own with the likes of Superman and Shazam, and he was the one who actually him and Shazam were the ones who dealt the final blow to this robot and saved the day. But as the as the fight ends, Batman talks to Superman and Wonder Woman. He's all, "Thanks for putting on this show for me. Like I really appreciate it because he's trying to drain damien's powers because he knows they won't last forever, and he's." doesn't want him superpowered so he's trying to get rid of them as soon as possible and superman and wonder woman like yeah no problem it's the least we can do to from trying to prevent you from going to apocalypse to save damien's life so i thought that was pretty cool and when i read that i was like oh is this issue gonna go where damien finds out and then he resents bruce and they're gonna have another falling out type of thing but thankfully the story didn't go that route um it just showing damien and bruce kind of the relationship growing and how much they're becoming to like trust one another and like view each other as father and son. There was a great moment here where they're eating, but Damon just falls asleep. And then as Bruce goes to take him to bed and tucks him in, he sees a note on his bed that says to father and Alfred thought you both want to finally see it finished. And then we get to see that painting that we saw in, uh, or we saw it being done in I believe it was the first issue of Snyder's Batman and from the New 52 where it has like Dick Alfred, Tim, Damien and Bruce sitting in that chair all like dressed up so it was kind of a cool moment to see that to show how much Damien has grown and then but when he wakes up Damien's powers are fully gone and he's kind of curious like what's happened and a little bit sad about it but then there's again a great conversation with bruce was like bruce is all you know what i'd be lying if i'd say i was not happy that your powers were gone but i actually am glad that they're not here but is saying well i wanted to use those powers to like be more than i am and to be something incredible and to, like help the world and like not just the city but as they're in this conversation the bat signal goes off and then uh, it's just kind of like good old Batman and Robin, Dave. You see him and uh, Damien slide down the bat poles and get suited up. And then you get to see the, the Titus. You see Bat-Cow and the Bat-Cat. <laughs> just kind of harking back to the old stuff we saw with early issues of Batman and Robin and uh, Damien and his interactions with uh, the different animals he comes in contact with. So that was cool. And then it just ends with a great shot of them just swinging into the city going to meet Commissioner Gordon with the bad signal shining in the sky. So... It was a great issue, a good way to close it off. Like I said, I was worried they'd go back to resenting each other, Damian being mad at Bruce, but it all worked out in the end where Damian's back to normal, which I kind of said I really enjoyed seeing Damian with those powers, so I kind of wish it would last a little longer, but in the end, I mean, we're getting a new status quo in June with all these new books in the uh, in the DC continuity, so I guess they wanted to have Damian back to normal. So we'll see where it goes with the, his new book with titled... What's it called, Damien, Son of Batman, or... See, I'm already blanking on it, but... <laughs> yeah, isn't that it? Son I, of Batman? I think you're right. I was thinking of... Remember that yeah. uh, miniseries they had that came out not too long ago? That was, like, Damien building up to the 6-6 Damien, like, showing him what happened after Bruce died or something like that.
0: Yeah, what was that called? Damien...
1: See, I thought that was Damien, Son of Batman, but...
0: Oh, yeah. Man, now we're looking like bad, bad yeah. Batman <laughs> uh,
1: Well, Either way, though, this was a great way to finish Batman and Robin. So I'm going to give this one four out of five regrets we have about Frank Miller returning to Batman.
0: Man, besides besides Prince Fielder, right? Is there any other bad body comparable to Billy Butler? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he's a pitcher. I mean, he's fat. <laughs> There's a, he's a pitcher, I would say, Bartolo Colon. Oh
0: yeah, Bartolo. Yeah. Uh, maybe um, Joba.
1: Oh, Java.
0: Java, whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not as bad as the other two.
0: Whatever his Chokey name is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting like a fourteen ERA. And <laughs> it was, it was a hundred league. in the postseason.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Speaking of relief pitchers, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend what a a left-handed specialist is.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did she get it?
0: No. So she was like, like like I told her what a left-handed specialist is and she she was like, so he only comes out for like two outs? I was like, yeah, I mean, that's his whole job. Sometimes (laughs) one. Yeah, sometimes one out. I mean, he's just there to get that one batter out that's a big threat in a close game. And she was like, so, you're telling me they, they pay him, like, six figures to just pitch, like, I mean, to, to just throw, like, three balls? Is it like, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's pretty legit. That's what a left-handed specialist is.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> at the and same then, time, uh, it probably ate at her knowing that they're making all that money yeah. throwing three pitches.
0: <laughs> then I tried to explain that sometimes left-handed specialists are called loogies. <laughs> <But she laughs> that confused her even more. And then, you, you know, middle relief pitchers, uh, long relief pitchers, mop uh, up men, <laughs> yeah, mop up men. Um, but closers, she she got she got closers. Set so, you up know, that man. that's just the yeah, the settle man. Uh, but she got the closers. You know, it's the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. You want to make sure that you know nothing's gonna happen. You
1: close the door on the game.
0: Yeah, like Jim Johnson. A big waste of money.
1: Unlike Jim Johnson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> big waste of money. Is he even pitching?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> he probably got like a minor league contract with some team. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a good team. Sad. <laughs> but anyway, I just looked yeah. it up. It is The new comic is called Robin, Son of Batman. So.
0: Oh, Robin, Son of Batman. It's not Damien, Son of Batman. No,
1: Robin, yeah. Oh. Maybe that's what the other title was what we were thinking of. <laughs> Yeah, But okay, finally, the last issues of Batman Eternal. <laughs> I know about a month late to it, but it's can't believe it's finally over, because at the same time, it went by fast, but at the same time, it dragged on forever, too, with <laughs> some of the later issues. But back, first off, for the issue 51, I mean, like I said, the last time it was on, the, the big reveal of the villain was that it was Cluemaster, and we're kind of saying how that was a bit anticlimactic, but yet, yeah, it's someone you didn't expect, so... When I finally read the issue, there were some good moments that I liked where some of his dialogue, how he was saying, you know what, this actually makes perfect sense for a guy like me to kill Batman, because your parents were killed by a nobody in Crime Alley, not some big-time villain, just a crook. So it's like poetic that Batman will be killed by some no-name nobody villain like the Clue Master. And I thought, you know what, that actually does make sense, and I can buy into that. That was actually pretty good. But what was a big fault of the series in, in general was that red herring after red herring after red herring. Because this one, you think Clue Master was a big bad guy? Nope. He gets stabbed from behind by. Take a guess, Dane. Did you were you spoiled at all by this story? No. Okay. Someone we haven't seen for a while, Lincoln March. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's back. It is full Al costume, which look
0: cool. So, so are you telling me he didn't die by? Fo- <laughs> by falling.
1: Nope. <laughs> Come on, nobody <laughs> dies by falling in comics.
0: <laughs> well, Gwen Stacy did.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's the only <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> is that too soon, Tim?
1: No, it's been about 50 years, I think. <laughs> so yeah, when I saw it like uh, another red herring, but at the same time, I was like, okay, let's see what they do with Lincoln Marsh and what his whole story is with this. So that's where the final issue picks up with 52 it starts off where Cluemaster is kind of saying, like, talking to Stephanie Brown, oh, I got this like, big plan, like, I'm going to show everyone I'm not a nobody and he's going to the location of the Court of Owls he's like, I know your secret, I know you've existed in Gotham for so long. Then he goes in there and he sees they're all dead, and it goes back to the Court of Owls story where they were murdered by Lincoln March, but Lincoln March is there and he goes, uh, like, well tell me your plan anyway, like, I can probably, like, make good use of it. So it was pretty much what it comes down to it was Cluemaster's plan, but uh, Lincoln Marsh made it all happen. So in the end, he was the real bad guy. And then him and Bruce have another face off, which, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, fortunately it wasn't his Batman costume, but they were like flying around through the city, Batman laying some good punches in there and get, taking him down so they can have an even fight on the ground. But the issue also goes through with other Bat family members, uh, saving the streets of gotham because there's like massive explosions going on and they're trying to help people and then you got selena kyle who's working with croc trying to i mean trying to do their part also even though they're criminals they don't want to see their city be destroyed so they're gonna help people in their own way too so it kind of went back and forth between the heroes and villains helping the city and then batman finding lincoln march so like i said the fight sequence was pretty cool but then we got the moment with gordon bullock and jason bard what they're going to do um in a moment where gordon kind of has to inspire the city to have everyone help each other so what he does is like a bunch he lights up a bunch of back signals in the city and like on tv monitors on these skyscrapers so kind of inspire everyone you know like gotham city needs you and like you know what that symbol stands for so like now it's your time to like be batman and help the city and when it needs you the most it was a pretty cool splash page with the city on in flames, but then you got bat signals flying or shining throughout the sky, which looked pretty cool. So then you get it could kind of be a little cheesy where you get like everyone helping each other. It's like yeah, let's that's right, like let's help each other and like be a Batman and this is our city. We gotta have, stick together. And then we see like it resonates with Stephanie Brown. She was gonna leave, but then she goes back to help. And then other characters helping out with each other. Like like I said, one cheesy line was when the Lincoln March was beating Batman. First off, there was a cool moment where Batman just smashes his head into Lincoln March's face and just destroys his owl helmet. But then Lincoln March punches Batman and gets him on the ground. And then Stephanie Brown saves Batman in a way just by punching Lincoln March before he delivers like a killing blow to Bruce. And then she just screams out, I'm Batman. That's kind of just felt a little cheesy there, like what I was talking about. I'm just glad not everyone in the city or all the Bat Family members just stared at Lincoln March and said, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. We're all Batman. <laughs> it didn't go that route, but I was worried it was going into that cheese territory there. So Lincoln March is surrounded by all the Bat family members and Gordon and he just throws a bomb on the ground to make his escape. And they don't find him, of course, but once after that we get kinda get an epilogue of what happens to everybody. We find out Jason Bard resigned from his position as commissioner and that Maggie Sawyer is like has been appointed his replacement. And like him and Vicky Vale go out and she was going to write a story that exposes all the dirty stuff <laughs> that he did, which she kind of said okay was because he deserves it and kind of has regrets for doing all that. Then we get Batman going with, uh, meeting up with Selina and Killer Croc and because Selina's the big crime boss and Batman's like kind of going like, I used to think there was some good of you, but now like whatever was between us, it's over because she's this big crime boss. He's all like half the people you save, they reported stuff missing later on because <laughs> he knows it was her who was behind it. So that's where their relationship is. Then we got a moment with uh, Jason kind of – this was something I'm glad they didn't go down too far with. because it looked like Jason was having feelings for Barbara and vice versa and that they might become an item and have this relationship and, like, Damien or Jason was leaving this message for Barbara telling how he how he feels, but then he ends up erasing it, and he just calls Roy, saying to pick him up. He's like, yeah, we don't need any more of this romantic drama. <laughs> We've got enough in our TV show, so let's keep that away from the comics.
0: <laughs> Are you sure that's not your favorite part, Tim? <laughs> the uh, love stories?
1: Yeah, okay, I was trying to cover it up, but yeah. <laughs> this issue's getting a 5 out of 5 just for that one moment. <laughs> But then we get moments with Harper Rowe and Stephanie Brown and uh, Colin kind of it looks like they're all going to be living together. And then Tim kind of uh, showing with Harper Rowe like you did a good job and you proved yourself to be like one of us. Then we get a cool moment with the Court of Owls kind of getting vengeance on Lincoln March. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't leave his fate like out in the open. We don't know where he's at because we saw him escape, but the heroes didn't follow him. But then we see the of Owls got their hands on him, and then they're going to put him into suspended animation like they do with a lot of their talent. So looks like we're not going to be seeing too much from Lincoln March in a while. So the issue ends with a classic conversation with Gordon and Batman on the rooftop, saying, like, uh, things are different now, but I'm not commissioner, but I'm still here for you, and, you know, we're still going to be partners through all this. And like Batman's also like, do you have one more fight left in you? (laughs) He goes, yep, we're about to find out. So... It was a good way to end up, just Gordon and Batman, but... So, for this issue in particular, I'm just going to give it three and a half out of five uh, regrets we have about Frank Miller returning as Batman. There was a good fight between Batman and Lincoln Mart, some cheesy stuff in there, and... Just in the end, Batman Eternal really didn't amount to much. I mean, it was a story that did not need to be told as a weekly comic series. It dragged on a lot. And like I said, too many red herrings when the main bad guy was only in the last issue. Like it didn't need to do that. So some cool moments in here and early on in this run there were some cool stories, but in the end I felt it was just it was just an average story. It didn't need to be told this way. And like it didn't have any major ramifications besides you know, we got introduced to Stephanie Brown and we got lincoln march return but nothing no concrete evidence if he's really bruce's brother that didn't get resolved at all so yeah it didn't really amount to too much in my opinion so uh, i'm glad it's over i don't think i'm gonna be following uh, year two of batman eternal <laughs> but like i did with this one i mean if it gets really really good reviews i'll probably just read it in trades because yeah it's just too long to go on with a comic series like this because i can't sustain its good like momentum but sometimes it builds throughout the whole year so I give hats off to everyone involved with Snyder James Tinian, and Kyle Higgins and the other writers who were involved in the creative process I mean it was a good story in there but it did not need to be this long so in the end it was just say it, it was okay it wasn't great not bad it's just kind of in the middle I would say
0: yeah it was kind of like um like too much filler.
1: Yeah, a lot,
0: and a lot. not enough, you know, actual progression.
1: Totally, yeah. Which yeah. we kind of had to expect with this these weekly issues that run a year. Or so, but gotta, I'll give them applause for at least trying it and <laughs> making a good attempt.
0: <laughs> at least they tried. Yeah.
1: I wish they wanted <laughs> to continue kind, with another like, one, uh, but they are. So
0: <laughs> it's kind of like uh, is that kid's name that played Robin? Which one? Uh, the the pop singer?
1: Oh, uh, Jesse McCartney. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, the
0: music career didn't really work out, but yeah. <laughs> he tried.
1: Yeah, he's making a better name for himself as a voice actor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what has he been on?
1: Uh, well, Young Justice, obviously. I know he does comp, yeah. some video games. I know he does some Kingdom Hearts stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm most familiar with.
0: Does he do uh, Call of Duty?
1: I don't think so. (laughs) Not yet.
0: Uh, Oh, and I don't care about his (laughs) voice acting. (laughs) Uh, So, with that, uh, that's it for this episode. It's been a long one, but it's been a good one, right, Tim? Yeah, a
1: lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. Good to be back.
0: It was good to have you back, Tim. Not wasting your time at celebration. Yeah, (laughs) it was a big
1: waste. I should end up going.
0: (laughs) Um,. So yeah, just go over to batmanuniverse.net, facebook.com slash batmanuniverse, or on Twitter, the Twitter handle is at batmanuniverse. And you follow us on Twitter. You follow Tim at timg311. Darn it. Well, people might think that it's like the word 3 and 11, if I say 311. But if I say 311,
1: what if they type in the word three and the word one twice?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you can follow me at, uh, at Dean says banana and you can follow us. You can find us on iTunes as well as all the other Batman universe podcasts. And there's a lot of them. There's a crap ton of them that people listen to like, uh, uh, the Batman universe podcast, uh, and you can rate and review them, and you can rate and review us. And uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, like Alex or Mike or Mark, um, you can email us at batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com, and you can check out, check us out on Twitter, and Twitter handles at batfans27, and you can check out our Facebook page, that nobody goes to, at <laughs> facebook.com slash batfanspodcast. So with that, what do we like to say at the end of every, every podcast, Tim?
1: we gotta say we love all our listeners
0: yeah we do just remember if you're feeling alone you're not alone because Tim and Dane love you they care about you right Tim
1: with all our hearts
0: with all of our hearts well we only have one yeah. two between <laughs> both <us>. of our <laughs> hearts
1: <laughs> both
0: yeah uh, so with that we'll see you guys next time everybody
1: see you later